Okay, so the top seven remains the same as it was last week. Do you agree with what they have, how the committee has it right now? Uh, but but yeah, I uh, I do. I I think right now they're going to be okay. I I think we talked about this before we came on. I I, I think they're going to have problems in the next three or four weeks when Ohio State hasn't played as many games, and you've got a one loss Texas A and M sitting on the outside who's played a full SEC slate has had to go through the wear and tear of an up and down grind, and Ohio State there. I mean, do you, I mean, it's really going to be the eye test and the deserve once we get down to the SEC championship game. And I think Ohio State could run into some serious problems um, when, when we start getting some mix and match, depending on what happens in the ACC and SEC conference uh, schedule. Right now, I think, again, I test Ohio State, probably one of the best four teams in the country. But, again, deserve versus I test. That's what it's going to come down to in December. All right. Let's talk about this Alabama team. So they're as dominant as they've ever been. This is probably the most complete team in college football right now. Yeah. Uh, but how does this team compare with Alabama teams in years past? Uh, uh, specifically the 18 and 19 teams when Tua was the quarterback for them. The weapons they have, they, they just continue to reload, man. Uh, and the weapons around, and I, again, I'm not sure Mac Jones is Mac Jones without the weapons that he has around him. I mean, you can say the th- same thing about Kyle Trask and Kyle having Kyle Pitts and Trevon Grimes uh, in that offense. But, I mean, Mac Jones has got three or four first two-round receivers and tailbacks surrounding him, a couple first and second-rounder offensive linemen uh, protecting his, his body. That offense can score at will. They can – again, I told you this before. If I had one offense – that I needed to save my life to score seven points with two minutes left on the clock against any defense. I'm taking Alabama's offense. Uh, but again, I think I think the Alabama team, which every team in college football right now is going through, has been defensive struggles, and I think that comes down to the limited offseason we had. Um, and that's what's going to keep some teams in it. I think you saw with Alabama and Ole Miss, Ole Miss put up 500-plus yards on that Alabama defense. Florida can beat Alabama because Florida can keep up with anyone. Who's going to fall into a fumble? Who's going to run into an interception? Who's going to force one or two three and outs? Because that Alabama-Florida game, if I had to guess, it's pretty much all you're going to need. A turnover, maybe two, and who's got the ball last? Um, and this Alabama, I wouldn't take this Alabama team over a couple of the Alabama teams I've seen in the past, like that 2012 team. I'm not sure I'd take them over that team just because I think those defenses are better. And that, unfortunately, had – has something to do with the reps that they got in the offseason. Right. So, um, actually, let's talk about their defense. So, the days of Alabama holding teams to 200 yards of total offense and eight or nine points, those days are done. The offenses are too athletic. They're too everything. They're, they're spread out. But they have only allowed 33 points over the last four games. They are they're really loaded at every other position. Last year, they were – it was a new team pretty much, on defense. Guys were injured. Um, they had a lot of underclassmen, but now those guys have experience. What do you what do you make of this team that they have on defense right now? I, I mean, I'm still... I'm, I'm still up in the air. I don't, th- I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're... I'm not going to say that they're going to keep Florida... I don't think they're going to keep Florida under 25, 30 points. Uh, I still think that game's going to be a shootout, and I still think that... Here's the thing, Here's the problem. When when you've got a when you when half of your when half of your prep work and half of your off season comes in Zoom meetings 
and and it comes in walkthroughs and 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 stuff that's not in person, not able to hit, not able to tackle. What is easier to to get in the meeting as an offense and scheme something out, or to be in a defense and to have to react to something without having the reps of hitting? And I mean, it, again, like you said, the the athletes are so good that when when Mac Jones is throwing a a fifteen yard back shoulder to Mechie on the outside, one of the top receivers in the country, or before he uh, got hurt, the Alabama offense is so many receivers, man. I mean, like, <laughs> if, if I know I'm throwing a 15-yard hitch to the, one of the best athletes in college football, that's a lot easier to execute than if you're the DB <laughs> trying to track down Jalen Waddle, who I was talking about earlier before he got injured. It's a lot easier to know what's coming than have to react to it. And it's the same thing when, you're, when, you're, when Alabama's going to have to cover Kyle Pitts it's tough to react to that without the reps and the hitting and everything that's gone into a limited offseason. It's so much easier for an offense to scheme up these, these spread elements when you have, when you've got athletes, when you've got smart decision makers at quarterback, it's tough for these defenses. And it's been, it's been a, a defense slow defenses have been a pandemic of their own within the pandemic in college football. Uh, it's been, it's been tough across the board to be honest with you. Yeah. So Notre Dame has clinched their spot in the ACC championship game where they're more than likely play Clemson again. Even if they lose, do you think that Notre Dame is a lock to make the college football playoff? Nah, I think I think they need help. If the committee is dead set on Ohio State, which right now they're in the in the four spot, and Notre Dame loses and Florida wins, if that were to happen, I think Alabama's going to beat Florida. But if Florida does beat Alabama, Notre Dame loses. Who do you kick out? Alabama. Or Notre Dame, right? And, and I think that's pretty much what it, what it's going to come down to. And, and then if you don't kick out one of those two, then then who are you booting? Ohio State. So then you're going to have an you're going to have a lot more of an uproar if you boot Ohio State just because I mean you have a whole conference uproar versus the Notre Dame uproar. I mean it's it's I mean it, it Notre Dame needs help if they don't win. Um, they I mean if if Alabama wins. Then it pretty much becomes Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and they're probably going to give Notre Dame the upper hand because Texas A&M sat out. And I personally don't believe you should get punished for not for for you don't you shouldn't get punished for playing in your conference championship game. Um, but that would be the battle. Notre Dame's got a lot better shot of getting in a battle with Texas A&M than they do Alabama and Ohio State. So pretty much, if if Alabama, if if Florida beats Alabama, Notre Dame's in trouble. If they don't beat Clemson, right. they take care of business there. Okay. So speaking of Ohio State, right now they only have four wins, and if one of these next two games against Michigan State or Michigan gets canceled, then they become ineligible to play in the Big Ten championship game. So then that becomes maybe they only have five games, they only have five wins versus, um, like you said, uh, if Alabama were to lose a four in the SEC championship game versus an SEC team that's played twelve games and they have one loss. Do you still think that Ohio State can get in without a Big Ten championship game? There's a difference between of what I think and what I feel and what I know is going to happen. Uh, I think that Ohio State, whether the Big Ten changes the rules for them to get in the conference championship, Ohio State's playing football to get a team into the playoff. Oh, everybody else is going to play college football and we're going to have a playoff? Oh, we got to play too. I mean, it, it was, that's what the whole thing was. It, it's a platform to get the Bucks into the into the into the playoff. If they've got to change a rule to get them into the conference championship game, or they've got to delay it, 
they're going to delay it to get them into a conference championship game and, and find a way to get them in. I mean, that, that, I don't think the Big Ten championship is going to be necessarily an issue. What are you telling me? The Big Ten is going to be like, oh, these are the rules. Our best team can't play. Like, that's not – they're going to figure out a way to get the, the Buckeyes into the conference championship game. Um, what, I, what do I feel? I feel they don't deserve – if they don't play the full slate, they – if they – Alabama and Florida played 11 games. ACC teams played 12 games. You played five. That's one. It's one. You're you're fresh as anything. You haven't played anybody. You've been playing warm up games for the playoff while even while the rest of them had to play 11 SEC football games. Do I think that's fair? No. But I, I think Ohio State's going to get in as long as they went out. Okay. So. Show me Big Ten commissioners in that committee. <laughs> Wait, how many do they have versus SEC ones? Where's like SEC guys in there? I mean, it's, it's a it's a pretty even slate across the board, but like again, they're not gonna they're not gonna segregate a conference when they've got athletic directors or former athletic directors within in the committee. It's gonna be a, it'll be an uproar across the board. Right. They'll lose their mind. <laughs> Everyone in the conference will lose their mind. <laughs> so. Based off of these new rankings that came out, let's talk about something outside of the top six that they're going off of an eye test. So North Carolina moves up even though they lose to Notre Dame. Uh, Ohio State, who was below Oklahoma in last week's ranking, they move up after beating Texas. USC, who despite not playing, moves down two spots. I think that's mainly because their three opponents are all winless. What do you make of these new changes that the committee did? Um, I'd have to look again at the rankings, but I think they, they're, they're showing how far off that the Pac-12 is from slipping off the face of the earth. Um, I think I think that's that's something to definitely watch for. Um, I think UNC moving up is ridiculous after you lose to Florida State. They should have been wiped off the face of the earth after that loss. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm more interested to see what happens with Coastal Carolina, Liberty, and BYU. Where do B- where do they got BYU? This Thirteen. Week? They moved them up one spot. Thirteen. Yeah. That's ridiculous. They should be like, <laughs> they should be like eight or nine. Um, Cincinnati. Where's Cincinnati? Uh, seven. They're still at seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with with Coastal Carolina if they beat Liberty this weekend. That's that's more of uh, what I'm keeping tracks on. The other teams, I mean, is what it is is what it is with those ACC and, and Pac-12 teams. Pac-12 is irrelevant, and I think the rankings are showing that they're continuing to be irrelevant. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's really a shame right now. Yeah, even if USC goes undefeated right now, because they're back at number 20, so I don't ever see them getting into the top yeah. 10, even with going 7-0 with the Pac-12 championship. They may not even have a ranked game left on their schedule. No, they only play, yeah, they play Washington State and then UCLA. They might actually lose that UCLA game, to be honest. Um, so speaking of Cincinnati, they're at number seven right now. Um, do you give them any chance to get into the playoff, even if they are undefeated? No. None. <laughs> I mean, who are they gonna? I mean, who are they gonna? Who are they gonna give the shaft to? So uh, basically, Cincinnati would need complete chaos. So they'd need. They'd probably need Notre Dame to win. They'd need Florida to win. No, 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 no. They, no, no. To lose, they need yeah. Alabama to win. Right. They need Alabama to win. Notre Dame to win. Oh yeah, they might. They might be able to weasel that. Would they? they who's, who's who's at seven? Cincinnati's at seven. Would they? What, at seven. Yeah, yeah. Would they, they jump? Might be able to weasel that. Would they jump A and M? That's see, no, I don't think so. No. No, I don't think so. 
that's I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, it, they they need so they pretty much need Notre Dame and Alabama, which is not out of the question. But then they'd need A and M, and I don't I don't see that happening. They're gonna they they double down on the SEC. Yeah, it's so, not as out of the question as I originally had thought. Though thinking about it, like walking this through with you, I don't think that's as far out of the question as is. I haven't given Cincinnati a full eye test just because my eyes are on some bigger games. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the question. I think once there's going to be some athletic directors in that committee that are going to go back and watch full Cincinnati tape over the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, it's not out of the question. I don't think they jump a And M. Honestly. They'd probably still have a toss up between two lost, <laughs> two lost Clemson <laughs> and Cincinnati. I mean, really. I mean, they probably would. Yeah. At that point, they would probably in which. Then you get into the discussion of why are we even playing? You know what I'm saying? It's if you're gonna if you're gonna lose two games and now put them in a playoff with Notre Dame. If we're having this discussion, yeah, you could get into some deep talks there. It's not out of the question. This could be a year to do it because I really don't think there's that many good teams in college football again. Mm-hmm. To, to begin with, I don't think the, the cream of the cop, crop has separated from the rest, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right. So, speaking of A&M, um, we are, yeah, they, so they are at number five. Um, I think anybody who's watched A&M in Florida this year, even though A&M beat Florida, doesn't think that A&M is a better team than Florida right now. I think it's kind of the same thing that we, which is why I was kind of confused with Ohio, I mean, Iowa State being ahead of Oklahoma, that even though Iowa State beat Oklahoma, I don't think anyone really thinks that they are a better team than Oklahoma right now. Would what do you make of them of their team? Because they kind of they struggled on Saturday night against LSU. What do you make of this team? Yeah, they're not. And see, I have a hard time because I'm I'm so far in the camp of if you beat a team, you should be ranked ahead of team. And I have no problem ever putting Texas A and M ahead of Florida right now until Florida were if they were to. I wouldn't have them jumping in until they – a possible beating Alabama. Um, I have no problem with it. You won the game. That's why they play it. But I don't think they're the better team than Florida. I really don't. Um, but, again, that comes down to, like, if Florida wins a close game in Alabama, do I think Florida's a better team than Alabama? Eh, probably not. <laughs> but I think you can catch – again, with 2020, with the pandemic of poor defense and, and really good offense, a lot of teams can play with a lot of teams. Ole Miss is not a better team than Alabama, but they almost took that one against Alabama in week whatever what that was, three or four. Yeah. Because you can get in these shootout games, like Florida and A&M, there were only like three stops on either side in that entire game. Who fell into a turnover? Who, do, who fell into a punt? And I think that's what we're going to see with Florida-Alabama. Um, do I think Texas A&M is a better team than Cincinnati? Again, haven't watched enough Cincinnati ball to, to let you know that. They're not a better team than Notre Dame, Ohio State, Florida, Alabama, in Clemson. Um, I personally, in my rankings, I still put A&M ahead of Florida just because they beat them on the field. Look, you got to beat them on the field. But I, I think Florida controls their own destiny in that head-to-head. Texas A&M, they don't. They don't, unfortunately for Texas A&M, because right. they lost to Alabama. Yeah. So let's get into some Heisman, Heisman talk right now. So Kyle Trask. Number one, got to be number one in the rankings. He has four more touchdown passes through eight games than Joe Burrow did last year. Mac Jones yeah. is playing phenomenal. So right now, it looks like the game between Alabama and Florida will not only be for a spot in the playoff, but for the Heisman Trophy. What do you make? What do you do? You have Kyle Trask as a leader right now. My thing is, is he's having a better season than Burrow did last year, and. 
And Burrow had an all-time – in my opinion, look, if Florida loses to Alabama, I'd be shocked if it was because of Kyle Trask, based on what I've seen. Um, I don't have his numbers pulled up, but I think it's 34 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah. It is like – and I think the next guy in touchdowns is as a quarterback is like 24 or 25. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a significant drop-off. Um between him and Mac Jones, the, some of the numbers Kyle Trask has put up is ridiculous, and to only turn the ball over three times is insane. And Florida's going to get knocked for the one loss against Texas A&M. Florida still put up 38, I believe. I think they lost like 41 to 38, I, I want to say was the mm-hmm. final score of that game. I'll have to look it up. But, it, it, I mean, it, it's – I think no matter what happens in that game, unless it's like – unless it's like – 42 to 10 and <laughs> Trask throws for a buck 97 a pick and no touchdowns he should win the Heisman right uh, he's, he's he's the most valuable player on Florida's team he's the most valuable player in the conference he's not the best player in the country I think Kyle Pitts is the best player in the country yeah. um as getting to watch him up close or before he got hurt Waddle was up there I think Najee Harris is significantly underrated um, I think any talk of Ian Book getting in the Heisman race is blasphemous. Yeah, no. Um, I, I think it's I think it's Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, and I have no problem even if Trask loses that game of giving it to him at all. I think the numbers the numbers are ridiculous. He's gonna have played a ten game season and get to he's gonna get to forty touchdowns in ten yeah. games. Right. Um, he plays he plays Tennessee and he plays LSU, barring injury or some unforeseen circumstance. He's getting to forty touchdowns in ten games. That is insane to me. That is insane. I mean, that's enough. In a conference-only schedule, when Burrow got Louisiana, Lafayette, and Georgia Southern last year, he's gonna he's gonna have a better pace than Burrow. It's it's ridiculous the numbers he's put up. I, I I have no problem, and I think we're gonna see that over the next weeks when when Trask gets to forty touchdowns, people are gonna be like, and Mac Jones is at what maybe twenty eight, twenty nine, <laughs> barring something ridiculous. People people are gonna look at him and be like, this is insane what he's done, and and and. Alabama again. I think is going to beat Florida in the SEC championship. I still, unless it's because of Trask that they lost, I'm giving him. The, I'm giving him the Heisman Trophy. I, I think it would be. I think. I think it's a lock already. Yeah. Um, oh, you put that. They in, may not vote that way, but that's what I think. Yeah. Oh, you say it's a lock already. No, no. I. I if, for, if I oh, had for, a vote, it would be a lock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> unless he lost the the SEC championship game, but if it's if it's thirty five thirty. 30, 35-30, 35-28, and Mac Jones throws for three touchdowns and Trask throws for three touchdowns, like, at, at some point, Florida's defense is going to cost Trask. If Trask doesn't win the Heisman, it's because Florida's defense costs Trask the Heisman. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it is. His numbers his numbers are by far, in a way, better than anyone else's in the country. The three turnovers, the three interceptions is stupid. Yeah. Stupid. For how much they throw the ball. <laughs> Yeah, I think Saturday against Kentucky, the thirty-four points they scored. I think that was the lowest of their season. Right? Yeah. So, Trask threw for like against Vandy, threw for three touchdowns and like two ninety, and people were disappointed. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of the point where they they put up thirty-five points and people are like this isn't enough. It's like watching Spurrier ball again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I believe so. On Saturday, was that you that put out the video of Dan, uh, Dan Mullen yelling at the DC? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Grantham. Yeah. He went in. He went in. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it worked. They, um, what was it? I think it was the next two quarters. They didn't allow uh, a first down, and then they didn't give up any more points. Um, at that point, when he started yelling at them, they didn't let up another point. Yeah, so, I mean, it worked. It worked, I guess. Yeah. It's Kentucky, though. It's Kentucky. It is. What, do you, what did you make of it when you saw it? Finally. Finally. I, mean, <laughs> I have to watch, I mean, for work, like, I watch Florida football every week, religiously. So, their defense, that's the thing about, that's the thing about his defensive coordinator is, like, he does this. He This is what he does. He, he 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 squashes the bug of of Kentucky, but then when it's time to play LSU last year or Georgia last year or, or whoever it may be, they struggle defensively. Um, I think there have been some serious issues defensively, whether it's pre-snap getting aligned or whatever it is. Not that it's wrong because they've done it to everyone, but I think Alabama's going to expose them. I think they're going to get exposed defensively. Um, in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple of these coaches whose seats just get hotter by the week. Uh, let's start with Jim Harbaugh. Is his time at Michigan officially done? Gone. He gone. No shot he comes back. He gone. <laughs> Michigan and Texas, they've got some internal problems that we're not aware of. Oh, um, yeah. I think I think, both, I think both those schools, there are some serious Almost same with Georgia, maybe not to that level, but I think Texas and Michigan have some problems that we we can't explain because we're not there. Um, because I could have been completely wrong on this hire, but I thought Tom Herman was it for Texas. Oh yeah, I thought he was it. Now if they fall into Urban Meyer somehow, like the rumors are floating around that Texas could go get herbs, and if herb. We're going to find out how bad the problems are in Texas because if Urban isn't having success right away, they need to look in the mirror. Uh, but I think, again, Michigan, Texas, internal problems. Uh, Michigan, Harbaugh, gone. I don't know who they look for. Maybe Neil Brown at West Virginia, someone, uh, someone to give a shot at. I really uh, like the coach at Indiana. Uh, he's done a fantastic job. I think there's a few names still around. South Carolina is about to hire uh, – Beamer Jr., the assistant at Oklahoma. So it'll be interesting to see how the carousel works out. But Michigan, Harbaugh, not he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, yeah. No no question about it. Uh, so another coach, uh, Clay Helton. So the, uh, the scenario becomes that I know a lot of USC fans want him gone, and rightfully so. But now the situation becomes that they can end up going undefeated, that they can end up winning the Pac-12 championship game. And whoever they play in the um, New Year's Six Bowl, they'll get blown up by 30 and 40. Um, what does USC do with Clay Helton? Do you have to bring him back? If- again, again, I, I think USC's, I think USC's uh, got some pipeline system issues too. I don't think they're plugging money into the football system like some of these schools are. Um, I, I think, I think they're having, I think they're having internal issues too. Um, I've heard that from multiple people that they don't, they are not committed to the recruiting budget as a Georgia, as a Texas, as a, as a, 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 a Alabama. I don't, I don't think they're in, I don't know what his buyout is, but I think he, they have to bring him back at this point. What are, what are you going to do? If you, if you didn't, if you brought him back after last year, how do you? Yeah. I mean, how you not? Then you, then you just okay. Now you're just playing yourself. You don't, if you brought him back after last year, then you don't bring him back. What was the point? What was the point? Because I mean, didn't 
didn't one of the rumors floating around that he was gone at the end of last year anyways? Yeah, and, that didn't make any sense the, why they brought him back. And then all the recruits, how do you tell a recruit, oh yeah, we're about to fire our coach, or there's rumors floating around that are fire our coach. I'm not committing to that. How do I know what I'm getting? I don't know what I'm committing to. Right. Um, yeah, if you don't bring, if you brought him back after last year, you gotta bring him back after this year. Um, I don't know enough about uh, USC, but I've heard they don't put enough money uh, into into pipelines on bringing, getting getting kids into the in, into the system and getting kids uh, with with a good facility. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, one of the issues is with Will Clay Hilton and the assistants that they're not very good recruiters. Arizona State with that whole staff, uh, Herm Edwards, um, Marvin Jones. Antonio Pierce, all those guys, all these Southern California guys, they can all go in there and recruit. It used to be, so I live in Southern California, it used to be that if you grew up, especially in the L.A. area or down here in Southern California, that you automatically went to USC. That it was like other coaches didn't even bother coming in here because they knew now. But nowadays you see kids that literally grow up right down the road from USC. And I don't know what it is. They just... They just can't bring any of these kids home. They can't keep anybody home these days. Man, it's, it's frustrating. Well, I mean, think about it, too. Now you've got social media, and you can see all these campuses. You can see all these other things. Like, you, you look around, and a lot of these schools – and I don't really know this. This is just, like, me speculating and, and throwing I throwing brainstorm ideas out there. If USC is not pumping money into the ability to recruit, into the ability to supply I – mean, you got to have – at, at Georgia, they've got for every position coach, they've got a guy under the position coach who goes out and just recruits. It's insane how much money they pump into recruiting. If you don't have the recruiting budget and you're not pumping money into recruiting, guess what? Somebody else is. And so now you get a lot of these schools at USC. I'm pretty sure UCLA, USC, Stanford, uh, and Cal are very hard schools to get into. So when all your buddies from high school and whatever, if you're not top – in your class top five in your class all your buddies who are not going to play sports are going to asu in arizona right right so now you've got all, all your kids from your area and all these kids that are going to these massive schools to party with seventy thousand kids now those schools become a lot more appealing too when when you see usc not being usc and the pac-12 not being the pac-12 i don't i don't really need to go there and now you're getting out. Now you're starting to recruit the kids. Now the kids are getting to the point where if you're an eight, 16, 15, 16, 17, eight year old, 18 year old getting recruited by USC, you didn't watch Reggie Bush and Matt Liner. You, you didn't watch Lindell White. You were, you didn't, you don't, you were like three. You had, you don't, you don't know the Thunder Lightning days. You don't know the Trojan horse. So now you're getting out of the kids who, I mean, yeah, you're still going to get the top quarterback out of modern day or whatever it is and and, yeah. and have yeah. a, a great system getting a kid every yeah. class or two. But well, they lost they Bryce Young. Yeah, well, they lost Bryce yeah. Young who went yeah, there. Exactly. But, but you see what I'm saying? Why? Yeah. You can go play on CBS at 3.30 on the national stage and guaranteed shot at the league, or you can play at 11 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> and be 9-3 and three and not go to the playoffs. I mean, if you're not pumping money into the recruiting – You've, USC and UCLA are now losing their edge because those kids didn't. These kids are not watching. I mean, they they have no idea of this what the success. They don't care about the '80s and the early 2000s. Like they have okay. no idea what that is. They they want to go play for Nick Saban. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, I understand. Uh, do you watch any of the Pac-12 after dark games? Do any of them fascinate you? No. That's the other thing. 
I mean, unless I'm, unless like I got a unless I got a dog in the fight and um in my pick'em I've got Wazoo over over Oregon State. Like, why do I watch? Like, I don't I don't have any. I mean, it used to be fun, man. Mm-hmm. It used to be like we got Stanford and and Oregon. We got Dennis Dixon. I mean, we got we got. It used to be fun football. I used to love to watch those games, but now it's like, why do I want to watch that game? And why do I? Why, dude? I couldn't even. I mean, I couldn't even. I probably couldn't even name all of the quarterbacks in the conference. Like I can most conferences. It's like it's like it's 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 kind of sad, honestly. It's kind of sad that it's gotten to the point. And I don't know if it's a conference funding issue. I know they're they're struggling economically. I don't know what it is, man, but it's you would know better than I. It's a, I don't know. It's it's sad. It is sad. As someone who lives on the East Coast, it's sad. Yeah, I don't. I mean, who is? I need. I know. Uh, it was a few weeks ago that Dan Patrick brought up the idea that they should play on Wednesdays. That they should make that their night. So like, how uh, what was it? Mac Nation. I watch more Mac football than I do Pac-12 football. Yeah, that's Tuesday night. They play on Tuesdays. Yeah. So Tuesday I mean, night action. They, I mean, they need they need to do something. I mean, USC plays uh, Washington State on Sunday night, so I mean, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what time that is, but I mean, if you don't like the Sunday night football yeah. game, there's there's a college Pac-12 game. Pac twelve after dark's good. I mean, that's good. It gets it gets eyes. It's just like I don't care. I mean, it's, I'm not going out. Of, if okay, if I've got LSU and Texas A and M on at four o'clock Eastern time, and I've got Arizona State and uh, Utah. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, come on. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't blame you at all. Like, just me from being. They just need one super conference. They need one super conference. You yeah. need like BYU, Utah, Boise State. I mean, just throw them all. Throw all the west of Texas. Yeah. All the teams <laughs> in a conference. <laughs> West Coast Ballers or something, whatever you want it to yeah. be. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's bad, dude. It's. I think it's it, obviously it all stems from money. It's got. It's what everything stems from. Yeah. Money you, and time slots. I mean. Yeah. Television deals and the SEC network has their own thing now. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's money. It's, it's right. all money. Do you do you remember back in 2011 when they talked about? So that's when they were going to do that, like that super conference thing for the Pac-12. They were going to put um, Oklahoma was in there. Texas was in there, like all these other big time schools. I think there's gonna be like sixteen of them in the in the Pac-12 uh, to say, but I mean, that's one of the biggest what ifs to the last ten years in college football. If they'd actually done I that, I hate that. I'd hate it because then you're gonna have like then you're gonna have like Clemson and Florida State and Florida and Georgia and Virginia Tech, like trying to. There's reasons Clemson's not in the SEC, and there's reason Florida State's not in the SEC. Like South Carolina does not want Clemson in the SEC. No, they want no part of Clemson in the SEC. Florida wants no part of Florida State in the SEC. It's the same thing. Like both those schools have Caribbean edge because they're in the SEC. South Carolina's already getting ousted enough by Clemson. They don't. There's. I mean, there's a reason they don't want any part of these super conferences. That's why Mizzou and Texas A&M got at it, um, and not. Virginia Tech or Clemson in Florida State. Yeah, it's I think I think it'd be fun with the West Coast teams because maybe I would watch like 
I don't know, BYU and USC play this year. I guess that would be a fun game. I'm not really sure what matchup on teams out west I would watch. Oregon and USC, it, I'm not sure. It, they already play? I see, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, they they have to do something. They have to do something fast because at this point, it's really recruiting's got to be spread to them. California must be losing a stupid amount of talent to the East Coast. Oh yeah, they are ho- they are horrible. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never seen so many uh, California players on on Michigan. I was watching them or and Texas. yeah, I was Alabama. like. Yeah, every other, like, for, I was like, when I was watching the Michigan game, it was like, um, every few minutes, they're like, oh, uh, so-and-so out of California. I'm like, how does Michigan have more California players than USC, pretty much, at this point? All these local kids. I mean, California is one of the big four. So, it's like, I think, in my opinion, Florida, California, Texas, and Georgia are the best four high school footballs. Easily. And it shouldn't, I mean, while Georgia puts more money into recruiting than any school in the country... You shouldn't have to. It's the same with the other schools, and I don't know what the what the deal is. Obviously, Pete Carroll is doing a little something something there to get some kids there, but <laughs> they clearly aren't doing it anymore. No, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, the the hope is in the future. Hopefully, the next couple years before the Pac-12 is officially under. Well, uh, Ben, I want to thank you for agreeing to talk with me today, agreeing to hop on the podcast. Loved your takes, loved your insight. Definitely want to have you As on always. again. Anytime, shoot me a message, baby. I'll come on. Appreciate it.